Epic gumdrop. Sweeter than whipping your jammer into a starboard body slam for the match point. Epic Gumdrop is brought to you by the support of our patrons, and it's executive produced by Brandon Ellis. If you want links or words from this episode, click on the link in the show notes for this episode's page over at BreakingDads.com. BreakingDads.com? BreakingDads.com. If you have comments or questions, you can leave them on the site or over on our Facebook page, which we now have, or you can find me on Twitter at Epic Gumdrop. And if you want to support the show, you can also check out our Patreon page, which we link to from everywhere. Surely, by now, you've covered all of the sports. I mean, haven't we drained the alphabet yet? We even talked about horse racing. What could possibly be left? With only seven game titles listed, I figured roller derby would be a relief to my research-weary eyes. But although there's only seven game titles listed for this sports family, there's more to it than I expected, so let's get started. The highest-ranked, only-ranked roller derby game over Board Game Geek is Impact City Roller Derby from 2012. While it touts itself as being fast-paced, gameplay is between 90 to 120 <laughs> minutes. I think that's that's more time than I would like to invest in a roller derby. I like I know I don't know anything about roller derby, and I had to look up how I was like, okay, how long is a real game? Because I'm I can't imagine that seems roller derby seems like a really brutal sport. Yeah, you think fast-paced? I can't. And I, I can't see people playing that for two hours in a row. No. like your body's not gonna. So what is, how long does a real, I'm going to say roller derby match, is that? I'm not sure what you would call it. There's two 30-minute bouts. Okay. Well, I like I like the word bouts in there. Bout. Not halves. I, I don't know if that's bouts. the, yeah, because it's Whether, whether that's official or not, yes, I like that. So I don't know how real-life gameplay works that well. There's uh, teams of five players. They're pitted against each other. There's a battle where each side is trying to help get one of their players, known as the jammer, to lap the opposing team. And they are both trying to simultaneously do this. So quiz time, Jeff. <laughs> you love, you're going to love <laughs> this. What, what year does Wikipedia give as the formative years for roller derby? That's a very specific question. The it's, 1950s. That's a good guess. Uh, this sport gets its origins in the early 30s. Really? Okay. Uh, gains momentum throughout the decade and by the 1940s is massively popular. I think they had banked tracks to start with and then they went to a flat track. Right. Since the sport was originally seen more as a spectacle than a sport, it makes sense then that all but one of the games listed is from after 1999. So very recent resurgence mm-hmm. as a sport. Mm-hmm. But back to Impact City Roller Derby. Uh, it's played on an oval with a combination of cards and dice. Here's a description for a gameplay. Ooh, a blurb. A blurb. The game uses strategic movement of your players to pass or block opposing players. A variety of dice, D6, D8, D10, and D12, are used to determine the success of key moves, but dice rolling is kept to a minimum during a turn. Normally, moving all five players should only require zero to three dice rolls. In addition, each lap of the track, the coach, i.e. you, will have a hand of three special move cards which will give you options for special offensive or defensive plays, straight from normal flat track derby play, like a leg whip or a hip check, There are also foul cards, which allow you to risk breaking the rules and give your team a key advantage. However, the referee might catch you and send you to the penalty box. Now, at first glance, I didn't think I'd like this game, but it seems like a great way to translate the sport to the board. Uh, It has miniatures for the players, which adds a little bit to the theme. Although I think the mechanics of the sport are exciting enough to carry us through. If you're looking for a purely card-based game, there's Jam, the roller derby card game and i can't tell you how long i've been looking for a pure card-based roller derby game i know so thank you for bringing this to my attention often talk about yes it's yeah it's what it sounds like it's uh you know the cards have a lot of options for interaction it's a two-player game plays in 30 minutes 
Yet I still think I'd prefer that longer game. I just yeah. the visuals of the board, the whole. If I if I don't know as I don't really know roller derby, maybe ninety minutes would be perfectly fine. I don't know if it's it, ninety minutes of fun. Yeah, yeah. It's a I don't know if the interaction is too limited for a ninety minute game of this. My only question is on that one: Are you able to knock the miniatures off the board? Uh, because that's my just the only thing I know of roller derby. Player. Yeah, is the is the is the pushing somebody the over a rail? Of it. Yes, I don't know. Uh, the only other one here I was intrigued by was called Jammer Up, the roller derby board game. I like how they've all got to include definitely tell you what sport yes. you're playing. Uh, it gives us a board filled with hex-based rink. The players are little colored tokens that indicate whether the player is a blocker or a jammer. And what makes it interesting is that you have the option to play it as a pure strategy game. That's their big sell. You can forego the dice and the cards, and you can use derby strategy to defeat your opponent. Which, I don't know, I thought that was intriguing, that it yeah. had both of those gameplay styles. And if you look at it as a, it almost becomes more of a weird little war game. Yeah, I could see that. Overall, I'm a little disappointed that there's no game ranked based on rock and roller derby. Do you remember that from like the 90s? No. It was like uh, it was like if wrestling and roller derby oh, got yes, together. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then you score points by whipping somebody up a ramp. Yeah. And the higher they go, and then they go off a jump. And I think there was something about if they stuck the landing or I think not. It's called insurance. Is that is what maybe is that the reason why that? And they had like it's they had like managers insane. and masked you know masked marauders that you didn't know their identity and all this terrible 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 i would i would often watch it late at night right before glow gorgeous ladies of wrestling <laughs> which was fantastic oh my goodness my whole 90s youth is just coming together here wow on this and yet there's no board game to represent that life has just been a big disappointment since then life is just full of disappointments i don't know if i can recover you know what i might take the rest of this episode off forget it i, I don't wouldn't believe I, there's no way you no. could bring me back no and with that i think it's time to take off the helmet and catch our breath as we whip into the next sport jeff i don't know if i can come with you you well you you I'm, i think i'll have something for you okay wait a second why do i keep taking my helmet off let's let's put our helmets back on while I anticipated that we'd be shifting gears violently between sports, the top-ranked rugby game transitioned smoothly from roller derby. Crash Tackle Rugby Board Game from 2001 bills itself as a strategy sports game, and from the look of the field filled with hexes and little player tokens, you don't doubt it. Once again, though, we are not stepping onto a traditional battlefield. No, wait a second. I just got to say, James, you don't wear a helmet in rugby. Oh, right. Well, you don't, do you? No. 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 Some guys have that little padded it. thing to help protect That's what I was the thinking. The little, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, they make That's, they get made fun of. And you can't really call that a helmet. No, it's it's uh, it's, it's like, more of a shafe guard. It's like a snuggie for your head. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, That's what I was guard. thinking of. Yeah. Some guys just tape it up, you know. Did they still wear those things? I think uh, some it's do, like yeah. the 1920s. No, no. no it's no, handed it's, down from the... No, because they're like neoprene now. It's like a whole thing. It's very modern. Taking, and it really, yeah, like you say, it's it's to prevent just the cauliflower ear. It's huh. not a it's not a concussion de- prevention device. Yikes! Um, so, but then you don't smash your head into people because you're not wearing a helmet. This is true. Yeah. So anyway, I just thought I'd Very say different. if you're taking if you wear a helmet onto a rugby field, they're not going to like that. <laughs> but given my vast knowledge of rugby, uh, yes. that's exactly what I would probably do. I'd probably yes. wear a bike helmet. Just borrow my kid's bike helmet. <laughs> Ready to play, guys? <laughs> Why does he have flags sticking out of his his shorts? That's, they I just confuse all I conflate all sports together when I play them. That's right. Why I think they, the worst why, <laughs> that the aluminum bat is yeah, not that, appropriate. To this. I was gonna say when you bring the bat out on the field, it's like I'm really good at rugby. 
<laughs> they haven't scored once, and most of their team is just lying there. Oh, Grand Slam. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about the rugby uh, board games, if you could, and if you could do it in a way that there's some sort of thing you're going to read off of a website, that'd Absolutely. be great. Absolutely. I'm going to yes. go with the BGG listing for oh, this Oh, thank you. Because my intimate knowledge of the game. Each team's 15 players are divided into four basic groups, forwards, backs, wings, and fullback, according to their respective skills and abilities. These skills determine how well each player can perform actions like passing, kicking, and gathering the ball. On their turn, each player can move any or all their players in any direction at a certain distance, governed by their position and relative skill, rolling dice to perform actions such as kicking or passing the ball when necessary. Also, special pressure play cards offer additional moves and actions your players can make in the pursuit of victory. And it sounds light and fun until you look at the 180 minutes of playtime. Doubt about this title began to creep in for me. I can handle an hour or so of a game I barely comprehend, but three hours, that's pushing it. It's like, I love how you're like, I intimately understand uh, how to build a railroad and, uh, and trade shares. Like, you can two, three hours on that, no problem. I intimately understand exploring, you know, the unknown world as Marco Polo. Yeah, yeah that's fine. But a sport, you're like, I draw the line. No, I can't invest well, 180 three hours. Three hours, dude. No, like three. There's not a lot of games I'll invest three hours in. Not really. No. No, like 90, I'm very comfortable with. Two mm -hmm. hours, you're like, okay, yeah, I'll play like Power Grid with my kid. But three hours three. of trying to move a ball across a line is yeah, that. Yeah, that, that's exactly it. I mean, it has a rule set that like I'm, I don't, I can't invest myself in mm -hmm. this. It's too limited. Like mm -hmm. a stock game. There's a, a trajectory. There's a curve of uh, a narrative, basically. Or yeah. like a travel game. There's a narrative you're going through. In a sport, I don't view sports narratively. And I like I imagine you probably do. Yes, for sure. So I that, that detachment for me, it just becomes the re repetition of the same small right. action and over then, and, and over it's, again. It's too abstract yeah. at that point. So I think that's my... It's more sure. about me. I, I agree. The issue is you. How, how I do you? agree. Would you be interested in a three-hour tactical... I would... I interested in it but again yeah same thing when we talked about football like i like the sport but i feel like even it's that balance between fun and simulation yeah and it can get bogged down like i would rather play three hours of rugby video games than one three-hour rugby board game hmm. most likely that um, makes sense yeah i'd be willing to try it though because <laughs> i do i should it's a good time to point out i was on my junior high rugby team of course you were and we did lose every game <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if the fact I was on the team uh, is related to the fact that we never yeah. won. Um, so, I did touch the ball three times over the course of the season. So, so we know that you're you're passably okay at, at curling. And no, you're, no, you're I'm great at curling. <laughs> B level championship. My school right. swept all three levels of championships. Okay. So I'm great at curling. I'm but definitely in more of a curling shape you're, you're, than a rugby shape. Yeah, but you're more modest about your rugby abilities. I'm more real. I'm just a realist. <laughs> I'm really good at curling, and I touched the ball three times. And each time, uh, the coach and the teammates were like, "Move the ball." <laughs> it was not like the ball did not end up with me by choice. <laughs> like, oh my goodness, what is this? Oh, it's yeah. the ball. But I throw my body in the way, so I got I had that going for me. So, <laughs> yeah, and I I don't have any of that. So I yeah I, I'm okay. That one's lost. So what me. if there was a faster playing rugby game there is we're in luck and i still don't know it's uh kamate i'm not sure if that's how you'd say it that's how i would say it okay uh 2008 game it looks a little less daunting with its promise of 30 minute gameplay and two players battling it out on the turf 
they do play on turf, right, Jeff? It's not asphalt or plywood no. with nails. It's, no, definitely is not. It's turf. No. Sometimes just uh, broken glass, but that's yeah. that's extreme rugby. That's a right. very different thing. Okay. Uh, but that game looks too light. Uh, it's gridded board and basic endurance cards. Uh, makes it kind of look like a checkers variant. Maybe there's a lot of depth I'm missing because I don't know the sport, but I'm not seeing it. I think rugby def- rugby fans deserve better. And there wasn't a lot of board games out there that seemed to do it. The more I looked at rugby games, the more I came to think of three hours of crash tackle, um, maybe being the best there is. Now, I must say, uh, there is a Comite um, uh, iPad app. Hmm. And it is it is a fun, light, two-player game. Okay, so you know yeah. this one. Yeah, I've, I've played it a few it's, times. It's, it's possible? It's, it's really simple, which is nice. It's a kind of game you can, like, if you've got a half-hour downtime with somebody huh. and you have an iPad and it's on there, you'll just play it. Right. Um, it is a game. It's unforgiving in mistakes. Like, it's you go back and forth, back and forth until somebody messes something up and then huh. then the other guy scores. So, But does it kind of capture the feel that you would it want? It feels like rugby uh, but with an artifice on top of it with the cards. Right. Right. But the cards are also nice in, in a two player game because you, you, you know, you have numbered cards mm-hmm. um, and you, as you use them, you don't get to use them again until you've used all your cards. So you're keeping track of what your opponent's doing. They're right. keeping track of what you're doing. Um, you get advantages using the higher cards. Sometimes you'll waste lower cards in situations that aren't as important, hoping the opponent has wasted a higher card. Hmm. Yeah, it's a lot of it. It really works as a so for, as a one v one battle. It works. And in thirty minutes, does the app do on the app quicker? Wow. Yeah, really fast. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's not so bad. Then there's no math. I guess you you would never have a chance to get bored of that and think, oh, okay, this is tedious or this is mm-hmm. repetitive. It would, yeah. Yeah, but, it's pretty tense when you're playing it, which is nice. It's huh. it's it's balanced well. That's not unless you're unless you're terrible. So you've sold me on that. that yeah, actually sounds we'll play good. it. We'll play it one time, and yeah. you'll you'll see. I'll, I'll pretend I understand what I'm doing. <laughs> cards and numbers i get that part okay so we've done roller derby Mm -hmm. and we've looked at rugby so clearly we're into the really heavy violent sports absolutely so give me the next one on the list it's got to be like just aggressive and mean and dangerous go there's there's no greater opponent yes than the open waters wow that was well sold that was really impressive (laughs) yeah it's uh sailing (laughs) <laughs> yes. And the top-ranked game for this one is Regatta, a 1967 game from the 3M uh, sports game line. I'm going to post a link to a review that shows you the original edition. Um, it, it doesn't look like a complex game, but I am inordinately fond of the board and the presentation of everything. It's uh, You've basically got this... It looks like a board game box, you know, the old the old uh, long boxes. Yeah. But you open the box up to make the board. And then there's another box inside that with all the components. And it's illustrated with this water-filled, you know, just bluish board with these little plus signs all over, spaced out. And I don't think it's some, you know, standard nautical map representation, but it is so aesthetically pleasing. And it's a beautiful shift from hex boards. Like, I love hexes, but the graphical layout just kind of fits Mm -hmm. this game so well. It really, it makes the, I guess, the whole board looks more open because of that. So go take a look at that. And uh, while Regatta looks simple, it does seem to hit one of the key parts of sailing games that they're all about wind management. Um, insert juvenile joke here. Regatta, I, I'm disappointed that you didn't take the opportunity I, to, to I make ha- a I wrote one joke. and then Did I deleted really? it. <laughs> like you just felt bad having written it down. Yep, I yeah. wrote a really involved wind joke. And then I, I was like, I can't even. And then I deleted it. <laughs> 
Right. So you're just going to leave us hanging with the idea yeah. of wind management. Exactly. And move on. Yeah, move on. All right. I can live with that. We're serious. Yes. We are journalists, <laughs> is what we are. Really? Eh. No. We are people who use our mouths to talk. <laughs> that is to say we're people, too. So Regatta is for two to six players and takes about 60 minutes, um, which seems ideal. Mm-hmm. Uh, the main downside is that it's only available secondhand. Right. As I peruse the other highly ranked sailing games, they all seem to be variants of basically the same thing. Boats, boys, wind, trying to crush the competition with your imperviousness to motion sickness. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's Cape Horn, 1999, which brings us a Euro flavor to the game. Or there's 2007's Race the Wind, which tightens the race with smaller movement increments. But the game I want to play is from 2010 and is also named Regatta, except this Regatta is for ages 5 and up and has no board. But what it does have is a bunch of boats, movement cards, and really fast gameplay. It's been described as a good intro to miniature games for little kids, and that's exactly it. Uh, The boats lay on the table, and each player has five cards to choose from that will move the ships around. It's like a really simplified Star Wars miniature game, and it still seems fun even though if it were just, you know, a bunch of over-competitive adults. I like the idea of taking the cards from that game and mixing it with some Lego boats. Oh, that'd be cool. And yeah, having a little... Yeah, because the miniatures are just miniatures. You can yeah. do anything you want with it. Yeah, build your own boat and, and yeah. race a, it out. A Lego boat race. I yeah. like that. Yeah, that could be fun. Except you got to make those giant Lego ships. That would be... And race with that out in your yard. You know, we should do that for the website. That would be awesome. Um, I'm sure my wife wouldn't mind me no. going out and getting a bunch of pirate ships to... No. Because Sec- we got to test this, Second right? mortgage. Like, yeah, this is, you know, this is important stuff. I think so. Yeah, no, it, that's a cute game for kids. And I, I would play that. It, that one actually looked kind of fun. Mm-hmm. And it's about as good as you can get for that. I mean, like the theme is relative. It's a simple yeah. kind of game. So yeah, either give me the old one or give me the new one. It's all good. Let's move on now to uh, even more of an amazing sport, though, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very serious stuff here. We yeah, do. like we're, we're still in this man versus nature mode, right? Kind of. Taking on the environment, taming it, making it your own, fighting the elements. Yeah. Give it to me. What do we got? If nature is totally awesome, uh, skateboarding. <laughs> that, yeah. I feel like this is going to be it's the be most qu- radical category it's we gonna be, do. It's going to be quick. Yeah. It's a bad sign for the skateboarding section of the board game sports when most of the games listed are not actually about skateboarding. What? A lot of like inline roller skating or whatever you call it you know rollerblading yeah a lot of that kind of stuff no just more than skateboarding and even the ones that were listed i just you know because life is short and researching board games is long jeff i'm going to say that there was nothing good to talk about here and we're simply going to do a rad kick clip before we move on to surfing okay but before we go to surfing i do think that there's room in this space Mm. for an awesome skateboarding deck builder because mm. deck builders are right. all about combos deck. skateboarding is all about combos your deck so it would be awesome if you That's were competing mixed. against another to competitor build, build to, rad skateboards and every turn you're you're putting down points and and the highest run wins and you have a set time limit of some sort mm. um that could that could work as a as a deck builder Maybe I'm giving that out to the world. Yeah, people. There needs to be. A, there should be a good skateboarding game. I was actually. I absolutely. I was agree, disgusted yeah. at this category. I was like, yeah. this, this. I spit on my monitor. I, I, I you disgust well, me. I, I know that you are a BGG. former skateboarder hmm. in your in your youth. I was. You could do a kickflip. Yeah. I could in my youth. Yeah, yeah. I could. Not I couldn't so even now. ollie. I not couldn't so even. Now. No, we can barely stand. Like, let's yeah. be real. Like, we're the word decrepit gets thrown around a lot, but sometimes stairs are barely for walking down. You got to go back up and forget it. What's the point? Let alone that railing. That's right. 
Yeah, no, there there is definitely room. It's one of those I looked at and went, okay, no, there mm-hmm. needs to be a better skateboarding game made. Yeah, most of the categories I was like, yeah, there's a, like one passably good game. Mm-hmm. Not this one. I don't yeah. know. If there is, let me know. I did not see it. I missed it. Uh, but let's move on to surfing. Surfing, okay, which is like skateboarding, but in the ocean. Oh, yeah, basically. It should come as no surprise that the top three ranked surfing games are called Cowabunga, Surf's Up, Dude, and Hang Four. What's interesting is that the games in this category seem to be largely aimed at the family market. They're light and fun looking, but there's simply not that much to talk about here either. Am I racing to this? I had to stop and question, you know, am I just racing to the end of the sports listings? Maybe. Maybe. But both skateboarding and surfing feel largely like solo activities that even in competition aren't that interactive. Um, Perhaps this is part of what leaves me feeling uninspired about either the offerings for each of those. Mm Mm-hmm. So let's just move on and see if we can fare better with our next sport. I, I just, there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. But tennis. Tennis. Is this going to be badminton all over again? That was my first thought. Please let this not be. I was like, skateboarding, surfing. Oh, no, no. We need we need good board games here. There's certainly more titles listed with nearly 110 games to choose from. And I'm not sure we're off to a good start, though, when the highest ranked title is a dexterity game called Affen Tennis 2006. Although the game is about monkeys playing tennis and has cute monkey minis, I still wasn't sure. Whoa, 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 whoa. Mm-hmm. It's about monkeys playing tennis? Yes. How do I not own this game? I know. Like, I, you know what? You're going to have to blurb me. All I'm right. Gonna need, I'm going to need to hear the blurb on this one. All right. I'll sell you on this. Affin Tennis, Monkey Tennis, is a dexterity game with a good strategic design. The tennis court is, an over, is overlaid with a hex grid and players use a rubber band mechanism to hit the ball. The monkeys are used only to note the location of the players on the court. They could have just been cubes, but they look much better this way. So it's superfluous monkeys, which is the best kind of monkey. If I recall, this one, it almost looks like you have to roll this huge mat out over your whole table. Mm -hmm. And then you have this little thing that pulls back and conks the ball. And then that becomes where it lands. And then you put your monkey there, if I recall. Huh. Uh, Yeah, it's... I don't know. It, yeah, I'm not sure if it, I'll post a link to the video. I'm not sure if it's more fun than it sounds or not. I, it's one of those, like, it's combined some things, which should be great. Yeah. Um, yes, I will. Yes, the video will tell us. Superfluous monkeys, though, you know. Yeah. But, you know, do you really want integral monkeys at any point? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> that's true. You know, like, I, don't, I don't know if those two words are just like oxymoronic. Like, can you have integral monkeys? Well, there's helper monkeys that's, for people. So those would be integral. To be fair. Yeah. That's a good yeah, point. But I feel like it seems like helper monkeys are more work well, than they're worth. Exactly. Really. Yeah. Monkey butler yeah. is a great idea until you have one. Yes. Um, but no, I think, I think. If you're if you're dealing with monkeys, you want superfluous monkeys. You want m- monkeys that exist for existing. I think at any point, monkeys that are there for their cuteness and yeah, not their practical absolutely. function. Yeah, there's no no practical function <laughs> unless like you're an Indiana Jones character serving up a buffet. There's really no need for monkeys to be there. And even then, there, there's 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 a good reference for everyone. Uh, okay, I don't know if I'm going to move on from monkeys, but All right, uh, well, go for it. Let's let's try it. If you want to avoid the dexterity, but you want to throw dice, then the next title is for you. You got Passing Shot, 2010. It's all about custom tennis dice. Another thing I thought, I think you immediately think of when you think of tennis. It's either monkeys or custom dice. Yeah, I'm like, uh, okay, you want to play tennis? Yeah, hold on. Let me get out my custom die. <laughs> Boom. It's a fast two-player game aimed uh, at pretty much any age group. So if you love tennis and dice, then this might be perfect. And if you hate dice, 
then perhaps you prefer cards. You got Grand Slam 2014. Uh, that's got you covered. The interesting twist is that the cards in this game show both halves of the court. The cards are used either defensively or offensively, and I I like this kind of decision-making. Mm -hmm. uh, whenever you need to determine how much you want to give up in order to make a play in a game, it's usually good. It's like you're playing both against yourself and the opponent at the same time. But since we've covered dexterities, dice, and cards in rapid succession, we have to move on. It's the rules, Jeff. Talking about board game sports is a sport unto itself. Because it's got rules and there's... It's... But are we winning? Like, do you feel like we're winning? I do not feel like we're winning. This this episode, I don't know. I was... <laughs> yeah. This is this is uh, sports five, right? This is episode five. Yeah. Did you think? Did you when you when you dug into this in the first place? Yeah. Did you think five? I, I I was afraid it might be six. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. After the first one, I, I mathed it out and I went, mm -hmm. "Oh no, this is never going to end." But you know what? We've got volleyball. Yeah, that is a sport. Days in the sun, Jeff. I'm glad that we've covered something different, completely different than badminton. Oh. In that, you use your hands on a large ball instead of hitting a shuttlecock with a racket well okay so did you hear that sound the other day uh you know the one that was something like construction many miles away from your house there uh that was just me banging my head on the side of the table as i realized our next category was volleyball like i don't mind it as a sport but as a board game it just seems like the best thing uh that board games has to offer is strand cup 2000 a card game about beach volleyball i, I know what you're thinking no it's not all muscle dudes and cleavage shots just mostly and it does seem like a light party game and i believe players play in teams which might be kind of fun and, and then that's it that, that's it that's <laughs> that's it the next title in the category is a stunning example of a clever title completely driving gameplay and it's called pig pong from pig. 1986 pig pong pig pong pig pong pig pong so like if there's somebody it. somewhere who in their collection is <laughs> it, like people come over and they want to play a game they're yeah. like wait do you want to play monkey tennis or pig pong that's right because we can go either way we got to go down to the 80s shelf i feel like this it one is so 80s this one is to volleyball what there's actually no it's no it's it's ping pong ping pong ping pong ping pong i don't know what it is to it's it is to itself what it is <laughs> Let, let's just call it a day and get out of the sun before our brain fries oh wait it already did let's hop in the snow for a little relief snow winter sports yeah i this is gonna be better I well it's a, it's a broader category so that's it nice it is there wasn't as much here as I would have hoped, but quickly before global warming kills the fun, the top ranked game in this family of sports games is Snow Tales 2008. And I'll give the description for this one for gameplay. Yeah. Snow Tales is set in the snowy world of the Arctic Circle, where brave sledders compete in a test of skills and endurance. Action is fast and furious, and not all sleds may make it to the finish. Huskies have only one setting, and that is full speed. Hang on to your furs, the reins, your sled, and anything else you can get hold of. The game contains modular, modular track pieces that, which can be fitted together to form different courses. Players have their own dog decks which they draw from and play onto their sled mat. Movement is rarely in a straight line as the sleds may drift left or right. Losing control or speeding into a corner results in dent cards being acquired which will limit a player's hand size. And if you like the sound of that, you'll be happy to know that the designers, the Lamont brothers, reworked Snow Tales a few years later into Mush Mush Snow Tales 2 from 2013. Mush Mush accommodates up to eight players instead of five, and the gameplay is streamlined so that it plays a little faster. I haven't played this, but I would like to. Uh, the game is minimal but beautiful, and it looks like it could be a good 
group game. Yeah. I mean, it's eight players. That's great. I mean, also, as Canadians, we have all the experience working with sled dogs and yeah, sledding. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, but that's a, a rite of passage growing up. Absol- absolutely. Down it's here in the lower mainland. Yeah, in the lower mainland, where it's been, you know, 30 degrees since, I, I like, know. It's the end of April. <laughs> when it's not a rainforest, it's a Arctic. Arctic wonderland. wonderland. Yes. <laughs> Like we both arrived at Wonderland. Well, to be fair, they did hold the Winter Olympics here, so there is. That's snow. true, and we had to truck in snow for our mountain. <laughs> now, although I would like to end winter sports here, I would not be doing my duty if I didn't mention at least one other winter sport besides dog sled racing. So, there's I, other winter sports. I you wouldn't think so by looking at this category. <laughs> We're gonna go with the Great Downhill Ski Game from 1970, which was branded with Nancy Green's name and picture here in Canada. It's a game with a large gridded board. It looks quite large. Uh, players lay tiles as they ski down the track and avoid hitting trees along the way. So you kind of lay different directional bits and you make your path. I think I probably like the aesthetic of this game more than I like the gameplay because mm-hmm. it reminds me of that classic phone game, Snake. You just I, Well, I wonder too with this one, like I'm hearing the description and I wonder if uh, some game designers, video game designers had played this in their youth and then... De- made ski free which was on like all the windows 3.1 computers back in the day very probably yeah do bears attack you because that was a, a big part of scare ski free there's no? there's nothing else <laughs> no that sounds like all of the winter sports that, there could possibly be that is all the winter sports now tell me jeff do you want to take on the last board do you have what it takes are you man enough to take on the last board i will but only if it's sports entertainment all right. Uh, yeah, exactly. It is sports light. Wrestling. Wrestling. Not sports light. Wrestling. If you're going through a table, then now, I wonder, not, is, does this co- light. Does this category cover uh, television wrestling and Greco-Roman wrestling? You know, it's hard to say because with titles like Luchador Mexican Wrestling Diced from 2013, Avalon Hills Wrestling from Wrestling. 1990, or the He-Man inspired Champions of the Galaxy from 1986, you might think that wrestling is all fun and games. I'll have you know that it's neither of those things. Uh, wait, it's both of those things? I'm so confused. It's so, yeah, I don't even know. When you're faced with titles like Los Cthulhuchadores, Elder Things in the Wrestling Ring 2014, which we somehow <laughs> overlooked in our Cthulhu episode. No kidding. How is that? I, That's Los Cthulhuchadores. Worst convoluted. I don't... It was... That's something. That's a, that's a game. Sometimes... Honestly, with board games, sometimes the title is the thing. It is. It's somebody wakes up in the middle of the night and goes, Ping pong. I've got it. <laughs> ping pong, ping pong, ping pong. Like, I, I can't get it out of my head. I have to make the game. I like the elevator pitch on that. What if the elder gods got together in the squared circle? Oh, it's so good. I, I think it's time to admit I've sustained too many blows to the head over the course of the past 293 episodes of this series. I, I need a timeout. I need to sit down. I need some water. I need a nap. There's so much truth in all of that. It's, the main lesson from this whole episode is that all the really popular sports appear earlier in the alphabet. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to start a new sport, I'm guessing it would be unwise to name it with a Z. Or maybe you could because it's a wasteland after yeah. you get past, like, I don't even know, the middle of the alphabet. <laughs> I couldn't believe... I, again, I, I don't think I was racing to the end. I was trying to give some of these a good shake. And it, I, uh, other than tennis, these most of these ones actually have very few games mm-hmm. listed. So you don't have a lot to choose from. And maybe they're just harder sports to turn into board maybe, games. Yep. The real takeaway from this whole series, I think, though, is that there are some really interesting sports games being made. Far more than I expected. 
and often in sports I wouldn't have been interested in. Now I know I need to play Thunder Alley, a stock car racing game from GMT. I need to try a rough and tumble roller derby game. I need to treat my case of horse fever or enjoy a game of hunting for hunters in Tally Ho. I have to try commercial fishing in Fleet or a bicycle racing game in Umri from Brita or find out how good my cyborgs are in Baseball Highlights 2045. And now I have a copy of Sid Saxon's Gamut of Games on my nightstand to see what other gems I've been overlooking besides Bowling Solitaire. It's so good. I also have to exhibit mild surprise that I didn't mention Reiner Knizia this episode. What? I know. Like maybe he has a good wrestling game that I missed after that chair crashed on my head and I passed out from screaming about how much I was going to destroy you. You really got amped up there, man. I, like that was, sorry, it was. Yeah. It's the steroids. Yeah. I, I shouldn't have started using it at the beginning of this episode. One thing I learned is that sports games have come a long, long way. While I expected a lot of uninspired dexterity games, roll and move games, and other attempts at fun, I came away with an appreciation of the explosion of innovation in games, particularly over the last decade or so. Designers have brought innovation to the unlikeliest of sports. Also surprised at how many terrible games continue to get made that sometimes that title from the late 1800s remains the height of innovation, or that sometimes just because something is fun in the real world doesn't mean it will still be exciting once you convert it to tabletop form. But overall, with so many amazing games being made right now, I can't imagine how board game sports will look in another decade. Although I thought there might be another wrap-up episode uh, looking at the more general sports category over at BGG, it looks like we ended up covering a lot of those titles already which means we'll put the helmets, gloves, goggles, pads, and other mouth guards and accessories away for another day. I hope you enjoyed this mad dash through what board game sports has to offer. I don't know. How do you feel about it? Were you surprised by any of this or inspired? Yeah, I I think every episode I've come away with like a bare bones design for a game that that uh, is filling filling a spot that hasn't been filled yet. There's a lot of areas. So a lot of sports games have been made. Yeah. And I think there's still room for more yeah there's only yeah. what it was i think almost five thousand. Mm-hmm. yeah there's definitely a ridiculous number yeah yes but they seems to be the same game made, getting made many times yes but you're right i there's definitely room definitely lots of cool ideas brewing mm-hmm. and it seems like there's a lot of designers that are on the same page with yeah. that who are looking at the sport going i like the sport but i don't like what it's out there for it mm-hmm. so let's do better let's do better let's do better once again thanks goes out this episode to all of our patreon supporters and our executive producer brandon ellis if you want to support the show or learn more about patreon there's a link in the show notes and if you have any comments feel free to leave them on the site or you can find me on twitter at epic gumdrop until next time i've been james and i'm still jeff